I had a really unique path, so I never really dreamed of being at this level, I think. You know, it's just trying to take it one step at a time and enjoy each moment. It's just amazing, the opportunities that I've been able to, to have. 720 WGN, high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio and excited to have a guy that is high atop the mountain of the world of auto racing right now, driver the number 24 for Hendrick Motorsports and the reigning Daytona 500 champion, the one and only William Byron. Welcome to WGN. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we know that it's been a whirlwind. I don't know if you slept. You're in Times Square right now, but the question is, has it sunk in yet? And at what points? I don't know if you've even been alone at any point this time where you said, hey, I just won the Daytona 500. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I can't even believe it, honestly. It's, it's taken a while to set in. I think that just the, the feeling and the emotions going through the race and getting to the end of that race and having a chance to, to win it, um, that was just exhilarating. And you, you just never know if it's going to, you know, when it's going to be over. And um, luckily, we we're able to be in the right place and make the right moves at the end. You know more about or as much as anybody about winning races in NASCAR. You won more than anyone last season. But when it comes to Daytona, what is it? It's kind of like hockey and hockey fights. People love the action. They love all the craziness. But I don't know if it really lends itself to racing. Do you really set out a game plan? You want to have a good car, obviously. And you did finish in one and two, but you just kind of chalk it up to like, well, anything can happen. Hopefully we'll just be not wrecked at the end. Yeah, I think it's, there's a lot of strategy and studying of, of the moves that you make in the draft, but there's also a lot of unpredictability and things that you really can't control. So it just is, uh, it's a matter of just um, being able to be in the right place at the right time and uh, and put yourself in those positions that you can capitalize. Just recently, of course, the Super Bowl happened, the Daytona 500, the Great American Race. It is the Super Bowl for NASCAR. A lot of those players were saying that they imagined themselves through their childhood, you know, playing in the backyard and being in the Super Bowl. As a guy who has done that, I know after the race you were talking a little bit about your dad. Did, did those kind of things flash through where you were thinking, I had always maybe in other races or maybe even online or you know, through simulators, imagine that you were in the Daytona 500? Yeah, I think I always wanted to be. Um, I definitely wouldn't envision it, but I never really dreamed of being at this level, I think. You know, it's just trying to take it one step at a time and enjoy each moment and trying to get um, to the next racetrack and the next race. And um, I had a really unique path. So it kind of, I think that because of that, I didn't really, I never really thought about what it would be like, but I think um, it's just amazing the opportunities that I've been able to to have and be in the Cup Series now. Yeah, you mentioned having it kind of just sinking in and everything, but not necessarily thinking about it, thinking about the race in front of you. But as you look at sort of big picture, you know, you're always one of those elite drivers, even though super humble, super low key. Do you have you given any thought to like the significance to your career? And and do you think this changes? Although I think you already have a lot of respect, but you know, between drivers, just respect in the garage. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of the drivers have a I have a good relationship with. I think that it just takes time in this sport to earn the, uh, the trust and respect. And yeah, really, I mean, I've really given that a lot of thought. But I think over time, I just want to continue to grow and improve, and and hopefully that leads to you know more more race wins and being in the right place more often. As great as you are, and getting a lot of obviously and deservedly so the credit you'd be the first one to say it's a team right and hendrick is a, a great team a great organization mr hendrick and all that talk a little bit about that being a part of a history for for hendrick right and then with mr hendrick coming up to you you guys embraced what did he say 
Yeah, it was really cool. I, I honestly don't remember yet what he said, but I think that just the like good the, job, it, or you know, yeah. And I mean, that was just such a big moment for um for the whole team, and it was honestly just really cool to share that moment with him. Let the listeners know we're talking with Daytona 500 champion. William Byron, William, you mentioned you're sort of unorthodox or unusual, at least at the time. I think in the future it'll be pretty typical path to to greatness. So your thoughts on that? Because, you know, maybe a reluctant role model because you're not a super flashy guy, but just the way that you've done it. So talk a little bit yeah. about that, the, the path, the simulator, the influence that you have on that, and then it as a future talent evaluator out there for those next generations, a validator, right, in your case, in the future. Yeah, I think it it will be. I think it honestly took me a long time to embrace it because I always felt like I always felt like it was unique and different and uh you know, a lot of my peers didn't grow up that way. So I think that it definitely is something I see in the future for a lot of young kids trying to get into racing um is through i racing because it's a great way to learn learn the skill and uh practice a lot. You get a lot of reps and a lot of races for those people listening right now that, you know, kids either that want or have simulators or participate in some of those things, I mean, it's got to be that close as far as one-to-one. I know for the tracks, they use it for here in Chicago, right, for the Chicago Street Race. You know, simulators were the ways that you guys got acclimated to that track with limited practice time or no practice time. And, you know, obviously it was a city street up until you guys got here. Talk a little bit about that, just how competitive it is. And if you're good on the simulator, it can translate. Oh, definitely. I, I feel like for the Chicago race, I used the sim quite a bit for um, for learning the track, and I, I feel like it helped because I got probably 70 or 80 laps before the weekend even started, so I definitely use it when we go to new tracks. The last thing, and and I know it's been, you know, there's a lot of obligated media that you're going to get out there and celebrate really with America as they see you in New York on great shows and iconic sports locations and all that. But William Byron, you know, as you keep achieving these really awesome events, do you feel like you need to step up your celebration game? I don't know if anything can top the El Bandito Yankee pole award that you had at Slinger, right? That was a big celebration. Yeah. (laughs) What does William Byron do to celebrate and especially something as big as the Daytona 500? I think, um, I think just enjoying it with my team and, and family and friends, that's probably the, thing I'm most excited for is to get back and see them and then get a chance to you know, take it all in and, and uh, celebrate with them. Yep, and celebrate with Jeff Gordon, too, obviously honoring the 24 sure. in a big way. Someday down the road, maybe they'll be saying, Jeff Gordon used to drive that car? That's what they'll be saying. <laughs> all right, thanks, William. Congratulations <laughs> on you. all the success, and we'll see you at the track. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. You too.